1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
2: 13 Days of Halloween is from Grim and Mild, Blumhouse, and iHeart 3D Audio. Headphones recommended. Listener discretion advised.
1: Are you warmer now than you were? Yes, thank you.
3: I've mostly dried off, but my head still aches.
1: Well, we're almost to the doctor's office. He will take good care of you. Any memories surfacing?
3: No, just. just the sea. But it's like I can feel the edges of more, just out of reach.
1: Don't force it, it will come. In the meantime, enjoy the gift. You have no past, so you've committed no sin Broken no heart, feel no regret It's a blessing of sort
3: It doesn't seem that way
1: I suppose it seldom does Here we are
3: It's locked? Mm, Yes There aren't any lights on inside Yeah, Curious
1: He must be away for a bit He's not known for taking time off Ah, don't worry I've got another idea To at least help with the headache. Where are we going? To see the priest. The priest? Yes. Don't worry. We're not going to try to convert you. He's something of an an apothecary. An acolyte of the old medicine. Capital O, capital M. And just around this corner... Oh. That is our house of worship.
3: It's so...
1: Ornate... Yes. Rupert Inverness brought with him on the trip across the sea stonemasons and sculptors, many of the faith, some less so. Those who survived the construction were exalted in life, those who didn't have the honor of resting within the walls. But the priest will fill you in more on the details, I am sure. He has a way with words. Come. This door was crafted from the wood of the ship that brought us here. Because of the harsh climate, many had their doubts about how long we could survive in this land. Inverness wanted to remove any chance of escape, so he had the ship dismantled as our very first priest prayed over it. These doors are the hope of our people.
3: It's dark in here.
1: Mm hmm. That is in honor of the deeper parts of the ocean from whence all life springs. Pastor!
4: I had a vision of you. (sighs) Just last night. Dancing on the beach, dressed in green. The ecstasy of faith in your shimmering eyes. And here you are. And with a friend. Yes, Pastor. A friend with an injury. Goodness. That's a nasty gash. You must be in terrible pain. A bit. No worries. I have just the thing here in my cowl. Drink this. What is it? A tincture of special herbs for the head. Mm -hmm. The
1: Pastor has never steered me wrong.
3: Do you always carry this with you?
4: No. <laughs> uh, let's just say I had a premonition. There you go. Drink up. <laughs> it's <coughs> aftermost most pleasant flavor, I'm sorry to admit. I've attempted to mask the bitterness with all sorts of sweet herbs, but it always seems to make it taste worse. As if it needs to be bitter to work properly. Do you feel it working already? Yes. And your head? Uh, so, Emmy. That's how you know it's working. Now, mother, where did you two meet?
1: I found her this morning on the shore.
4: Then you are the other I saw in my vision. <sighs> Here you are, at last. I've been casting the bones and waiting so very long for this moment. Welcome. Welcome to the flock, my weary traveler. You are an omen from the sea itself. Step into my sanctuary. I know that through your eyes it must seem a bit... Spartan. But unlike so many modern houses of worship... Everything you see here is sacred. Those storm glass lanterns there above the beautiful altar... Craftsmanship found nowhere else. Our folk have always blown their own glass, have always forged their own iron, surely as we dry the water for salt. uh, This pulpit. My own grandmother carved it from driftwood, left from our fickle tide. She taught me her skills as best she could. Taught me to discern meaning from all that leaves behind. The tide... My only earthly love. She is as inevitable and unchanging as the waxing moon. She rises and falls on her own ancient schedules. And there is nothing to do but give thanks. Here on these are modest pews, carved from the wood of my own family tree. It is all I can do to beg forgiveness when she takes from us instead. Such a heavy burden... I've borne it gladly. Ever since my mother's mother's robes rested upon my eager shoulders. It was such a great skill of my mother's. And before her, my grandmother, my great-grandfather. Knowing the tide. Knowing what to give. What to accept. The gift. The burden. The need of it has always been in our blood. The net stay full of fish crab and squid, not simply because they're cast out into the sea but because of the offerings I leave to dry here because of the good work I am pledged to give every cycle, every new moon I write our stories here on the stones, just as generations of pastors have before me, we've smoothed these walls with whale fat and warm blood we clean with salt from the sea my family tree has deep here beneath the foundation of this church. We've always been here. In the space between the people and the daily. I alone am tasked to keep the nets full. It is my birthright, a part of the great cycle of the moon time. I see you, stealing glances at my altar. Out. Of course it exists for the good of the village, of every soul here and those buried and drowned beautiful, isn't it? The shelves and the stone there at the base, polished oyster, dug from the shores before we had our own colonies seeded to keep with the times and trade. This stone has been here longer than the church. It is a record of everything we are. I'm blessed Dad. my story, my work to it as well. So few have such an open book of their own history. I care for it with pride. It is such a privilege to have you look upon it now. Careful, careful now. Take your time. Lord. Try to understand all you see. Who carved it? We have our stories, but alas, our good word makes no mention at all of names. It is our way in my family. We offer our name to the tide, and we are simply the basket here. A servant to the sacred deep. As time flows, so do we. Pass. It's all that's written. But as to which? Lost to time. To me. I am only honored with the surety that it was one of my blood. These here, the sigils. Ah, yes. Please. Please touch them. Feel how they've been carved into the surface. They are for safe passage for the boats. For the sea to take only what is needed to ensure the bountiful return for those that harvest. They are ours, and no outsider has ever used them. Some even say we came to be here on their commands, that we are bound by them. (laughs) Who knows? It is not my place to question. Ah. garland I wear. I wove it myself with my nets as a child. Red kelp, Devil's apron. The feathers of gulls, A bit like sulfur, that smell. Yes? It purifies. It signifies my station here and I wear it with pride. Or, rather, I have for decades. I'm feeling... A bit less deserving as a plate. My shame grows as fat as the moon. For the altar has been void of dew, Rhine for months. But you, an omen, the fresh breeze in a damp cave. Soon, the holiest of holy nights arrives as it must there will be a fresh offering to the deep. I've dreamed of it. Prayed that what we lack will find a way to our nets. I have long made do, but I am getting a bit old to continue my own offerings. You see, the hollow times before alignment have called for creativity and dedication most extreme. Shall I reveal to you my own mortifications? I am tasked with a terrible weight, you see. I must give when there is no other willing flesh to give. In the lean times, it is my duty to offer myself, along with the sacred ambergris salt and iron. I had a vision, you see, in a time of crisis of faith. I was very young and new to my role, and I was so desperate to prove myself worthy. I knew that I could be more than human, that I had within me a great beauty if only I could open myself to it. And so I set about my sacred working, here with my father's own shark hook. I had only a bottle of whiskey for courage and my mother's little sea-glass mirror to guide my work. I freed them quick and sharp as I was commanded to do for the good of our village. My own kills. Don't you see? I am fashioned in their image by my own hand we were handsomely rewarded for my devotion such harvests that season faith is a gift that gives ninefold I knew as I poured myself here upon the stone that we are one the sea and I that I give my own salt for our salt My flesh for the flesh in the nets. We build, we sail, we harvest what is provided by they that dwell beneath. Soon these little offerings will give way to heart, blood and bones for the waves and sun to bleach. It is a very fair trade. My spare flesh for blessings. When our altar is overflowing, we can hardly count the bounty it overwhelms us so. The fruits of the sea. No child here knows hunger. Our homes hold fast when the nor'easters rip through. Our boats are never lost. Our people do not fear the riptide or the shark when the altar is full. Every living thing in this world has its cycles waxing. It's waning. And here we are. Lean. With empty bellies and tattered nets that need mending with my slow work. Not even the gift of my stubborn crooked fingers could tempt their favor. Our church is dry. And our people are anxious soon. Oh, soon we will celebrate once more. The pits will be dug, the fires lit. Oh, just imagine. Rockweed pits, there, beneath the sand, brimming full of Jonah crab, little necks, lobster, open hardwood fires with escape, haddock, cod, tuna, when we're especially lucky. The fresh-shot oysters like swallowing the sea itself. With recipes so old, they rival my own hymns. Oh, how our tables will grown with the effort to hold everything we harvest, mix, and bake. You've never before seen such a... And you never will again.
3: I think that I'm going to be sick.
4: That will happen from time to time.
1: We'd best take our leave.
4: Father bless and keep you both.
1: Mm. Everything returns to him.
4: See you both soon.
1: There, there. Get it out there how do you feel
3: I'm okay I'm okay I feel better my head doesn't hurt anymore good what did it give me
1: who knows it worked
3: yes but I saw things as he spoke shadows of the far-off beach Somewhere warmer, and then a crash. I I was underwater. Visions. None of it makes sense.
1: That's good. It's probably your memory coming back. It's a side effect, perhaps. And a lucky one at that. Perhaps if we continue walking, it will come back. We'll have some time to kill before the doctor returns, and I have errands to run. Shall we? The day is still young. Yes. Yes, good. Yes. Yes.
2: Tomorrow on 13 Days of Halloween, The Graveyard.
1: Porter checked for a beaten heart. He's alive! Still alive! Porter calls out. And then all of a sudden, the man's arm shot up. Clutched old Porter by the collar. Pulled him down to his crusted lips so he could whisper in his ear. Poor oh, soul managed to get a few words out so John could hear. A final breath what gurgled up through the salt water and sand and his collapsed lung. Don't put me down there. Don't put
2: me under. Thirteen days of Halloween, the church. Starring Kathy Najimy, Bethany Ann Lind, and Nicholas Tikoski. Written by Elodie Westover, with additional material by Nicholas Tikoski. Sound design and mixing by Ben Kiebrick. Engineering by Violet Furton, Dubway Studios, New York. Casting by Jessica Luza, Created by Matt Frederick and Alex Williams, with executive producer Aaron Mankey. A production of iHeartRadio, Grim & Mild, and Blumhouse Television.